0: Hello and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Episode 31, Closer to Eight, Part 2. This is a continuation from the previous episode. We begin our reading from Volume 25, Page 264. Two electrode-supporting media also were devised. One, ordinary or regular light metal camera tripod was used. Securing six of these, we built a cross rod arm into which we bored holes a trifle larger than electrode rod. This rod extended to each side of center bolt clamping member, which fastened it to tripod. By extended tripod legs, we could straddle any portion of body under test, dropping downward electrode rod passing through holes in tripod extended arm. 2. We had base casts made to rest on floor with upright pipe, which acted as a sleeve to an extension, which could move up or down, which could be set with set screw at any desired height. On this at superior top, we had an extension, flat metal arm, thirty inches long and two inches wide. This had pairs of holes bored every so often through it. It made to flex it was made to flex superior out of way when not in use, or to permit patient to get off table bed. By superior extension, lateral turning or upward flexion of extension arm, we could secure any desired position or location for electrode rods which passed through holes. If across chest or abdomen and patient was breathing, thus raising and lowering chest or abdomen, electrode and its hollow tube rides up and down through board holes in tripod fixing gravity pressure as a constant, regar- regardless of whether moving up or down. Same was done with vibration pickup. The exception to this rule was in testing various varying sections of head over scalp. We were not always able to fix a perpendicular support. To overcome this, we builded a head-supporting elastic strap or spring headband, which held our pen or pencil-point electrode on area under observation. In doing so, we eliminated entirely variables of hand vibration or varying pressure of hands of operators holding same. Careful analysis of writings of workers in field of electrophysiology called encephalography reveals that very few reveal their technique. Most have a one-channel set, erected in elevators, clothes, closets, cubby holes, used in open air with all energy variables, with patient in same room or adjoining room, with all its energy variables, with little or no grounds against anything, They secured readings, true readings superimposed, with other readings messed with a score of variables. In literature on this subject, revealing technique, two are working in halfway grounded booths. Not one mentioned shielded out North and South Pole magnetic energy waves. During erection and testing of our electroencephalo neuromentempograph with mechanism outside of the large shielded and grounded booth in open room with five copper wire leads going from open room into shielded and grounded booth. It was found they also introduced enough radio waves into booth that we picked up radio with full volume. It was as though booth were not shielded at all. We grounded those wires and that cut that. Each of eight leads in Booth has 16 specially built pencil point electrodes with ordinary wires four feet long. As wires hung from supports and touched or overlapped each other, they crossed currents and changed every reading on each lead from patient in Booth to oscillograph and ink writers on instrument in smaller shielded and grounded Booth which we had to and did build to house instrument. We shielded each electrode wire and then grounded the 16 shieldings. So sensitive is this instrument, so minute its pickup, and so large its amplification, that just the slightest swaying motion of lead wires leading to electrodes, or slightest jar of people walking on concrete floor during reading, will change wave pattern reminds us much of the sensitivity of the seismograph at kilauea volcano observatory this done we again establish a constant of reading from each electrode any graph produced under patient in open room with instrument in open room conditions hooked to a human body with big broad flat contact surfaces has created wave patterns ...has been somehow interpreted, and reached some hypothetical conclusions. But more directly, it has produced one graph of human nerve energy current... ...as a basic constant, plus all energy variables superimposed onto and into wave pattern... ...desired but not secured. Wave patterns previously secured by workers in this field have been many nerve waves woven and interwoven into one single wave pattern, none of which could be separated from each other because many graph wave patterns were so inextricably mixed that it was difficult to say which was which. In medical literature on this subject, we see frequent references to alpha wave, beta wave, gamma wave, and delta wave, etc., When trying to interpret one wave pattern, it would not have helped more had they tried to separate first wave from second, third, and fourth, for all four were one. For the first time, we here were compelled to shield and ground out all of everything that was a variable of every kind of energy wave, foreign to kind of wave we sought we're researching for, and must get, the true nerve energy wave alone. All variables such as beta or second, gamma or third, delta or fourth, as well as other variables must be eliminated. This required new technique and a high state of development of a new process of the art of electrical approach. To shielding and grounding out that which was taken for granted in an open room with an open instrument, etc. Perhaps this is why usual medical literature reveals scattered effort and thought, no correlation of parts of varied workers, such a conglomeration of ideas that none have yet been able to make practical and aid sick get well, and to aid sick. Get well. It sounds immodest to say we have accomplished more practical conclusions, attained ends seemingly sought in vain in vain by others than the sixteen twenty workers in this field in thirteen years of their combined work. It hardly seems possible that so many sincere men with greater potentials at their command. Should have so badly undershot their mark of coveted objectives they desired it al- it it also hardly seems possible that no matter how sincere we are with practically no potentials entering a new field fresh with inexperience, we should have so completely hit our mark of the coveted objectives they as well as we sought. <clears throat> In substantiation of the correctness of those statements, let us ask, can it be that the medical profession, with 5,000 years of organized study behind it, laboratories galore, millions of men, minds, and money, have not yet found or located the cause of disease? We can understand that. Why can't we understand their failure in this field? Isn't it the same type of medical mind that thinks in terms of germs, prescriptions, operations, treatments, reflex actions, sympathetic nerves, etc., that tries to solve this problem? Why believe that the same mind thinking same theories could solve this problem with same theories as background? It took D.D. Palmer to solve cause of this ease So also has it taken other simple and otherwise untrained minds out of beaten paths to think solutions of this problem. It became necessary for minds not trained in medicine to solve its cause. So it has taken minds not trained in this field to solve this one. Results are not measured by men, minds, money, laboratories, years, but by correctness of fundamental principles upon which work is conducted. If principles are correct, results will be, no matter how simple and seemingly untrained the worker appears. If principles are not correct, then all work, no matter how long, how many men, minds, or money involved in vast education will continue to bring them out wrong. Witness medicine and chiropractic as opposing principles to prove the contention. How any worker in this extremely delicate field of readings could establish any reading with any reliability, with dozens of energy variables overlapping and interweaving, and attempt to interpret them to mean anything with a specific accuracy, is beyond comprehension. These scientists... Each more than likely a master in his field must step out of their specific field and know much about intricacies and peculiarities of other energy waves than those on which they seek information. To discriminate between one they want as a constant and many they need eliminate as variables. In this particular, we have been blessed with pioneer and modern radio experience and are surrounded with practical radio engineers. We have suggested that background of radio helped to attain our objective of a single wave pattern. More than that, there was a determined effort to eliminate variables and attain the constant. To put it another way, we used the exclusive process of deduction to reach facts. Other workers in this field worked out in open air had many variables to contend with, which wove themselves into the wave pattern as an inclusive process of induction. Therefore, being once in their graph pattern, they then tried to mentally eliminate them by trying to read them out. How much easier to think a problem through, build accordingly, and eliminate before you pick up. In our writings, we suggest advisability of sleeping with head to north to permit magnetic north and south, to permit magnetic south and north pole waves to run parallel to flow of human currents from head to feet, and vice versa, to obviate position of one current flowing contrary to other, creating conflict between two currents flowing opposite to each other. We also stress necessity of shielding and grounding our laboratory booths, not only hertzian, electrical, and radio waves, but also magnetic north and south pole waves. It is now interesting to find following quotations from science. Reference November 19, 1937. It has been found for nerve and striated muscle that an electric current is far less effective for stimulation if it passes at right angles than if it is orientated parallel to the fibers. It was found, however, that the threshold for electric stimuli was more than 20 times higher for a current passing at right angles than for a current passing longitudinally. It is easier for a boat to propel itself with a current than it is to try to propel against a cross current. Same, if, same is true of one power crossing its currents with another running at right angles. Great importance and credit must be given to Otto Schierenbeck for his constant able judgment, advice, and work, without which much success of this work could not have been accomplished. His previous clear and keen understanding of chiropractic, his long association background experience with DASA Evans and his NCM, his expert knowledge of radio and electricity, all played directly into very needs we must have. Some was subsequently cut and fit, try and fail, check and eliminate, because we were now working into unknown. untried territory although we had eight sets of leads of two in each set we built four different switchboards before we succeeded in getting one which eliminated all pickup of foreign elements we started with an ordinary grouping of all ten leads we soon separated them spreading the leads two in a pair one above other in series of two each we soon came to a longer and larger one, spreading spreading out leads, each alongside its mate, spreading them further apart, preventing overlap, which they did when they were above each other. Even this board was securely fastened to booth wall to prevent swaying motion, for swaying did modify our graph. Any touching of one lead with another, any motion of one lead upon another, even though all were shielded and individually grouped, spoiled perfect individual individuality of graph record. After all these necessary precautions were taken, we still grounded each lead to a common ground to prevent pickup from one lead to another, preventing leakage to prevent what would be equivalent to cross-wire talk on telephone wall, telephone lines. On some of our early tests, some cases reported they felt slight electric currents. We couldn't see how this was possible. There couldn't be any feedback from one booth to another, all wires being thoroughly grounded. Tests showed two volts were being fed back through leads. When patient was prepared for tests, eight pairs of electrode sets, eight plugs, are then thrown in an 8 Panel on When patient was prepared for tests, eight pairs of electrodes sets. Eight plugs are then thrown in on eight panels on set. This introduces an electrical surge which starts a first jump heavy oscillation. It is during this period until oscillation settles down that we get feedback current through electrodes into body of patient. One vital objection: we hold against medical experimentation in this field of study is that they artificially stimulate nerve force energy flow, change constant, and the feed objective. To prevent this same error, we builded a a special 8-channel fader panel current feed, building up gradual feed to 8 panels slowly and steadily, bringing current to full power by degrees, eliminating sudden surge. By inserting plugs first, then bringing current up, current up to full through fader panel, stop the surge violent oscillation, stopping feedback to patient. This current was distorting wave patterns. We then went back, went back to bay one, sandpapered off paint around every screw of each front panel board, and each screw in rear holding shielding cam in place, and ground all these to booth wall. These methods finally licked that problem. Problems multiplied and then simplified. No sooner would one get licked than others showed up. In conclusion, there were so many that we did not know any existed. In exclusion, we didn't know so many could exist. Refining some out meant refining, refining more out. No one rested until every variable was licked. Oscillations in every panel, one by one, were licked. The now completely shielded cable leading from bay one to bay two, to bay two lay on floor. We shifted it from bays and lifted it from iron shielded floor. Air conditioning fan motor gave trouble and showed minute variables in oscillographs, which are more sensitive than ink writers. But even though they did not show in ink writing graphs, we knew they were there in minor form. So that had to be stopped when making records. Some tubes in this equipment are like microphones they pick up voice and noise, carry it to oscillographs and ink writers. And incorporate it into a variable and wave patterns. For that reason, we insist upon silence during making of records of cases. Slight jars to either bay change patterns. Before we got through with the first five channel instrument, we practically rebuilt entire set. A thing the manufacturer should have done, but didn't because he didn't have problems we demanded to establish constants in a five channel instrument instrument was so sensitive we were often driven to distraction searching to to distraction searching finding eliminating them keenest disappointment came when we started work thinking all was well then we had to suspend work until we finally became satisfied the coveted constants were a reality. So, step by step, we kept improving accuracy and efficiency, quality, and character of our pattern until finally we feel we have mastered the art of producing a single, simple, specific nerve energy wave pattern, which reveals exactly what all of us have so wanted to know these many years. In the electroencephalo set number two, there are nine channels. Each channel should be completely, functionally independent of of any other, from the tip of electrode pickup to ending result in oscillograph and or writing graph. When it is remembered that sets have been made and were used in open room with patient and open air, it can be seen that complica- complications, which we did find, did not exist to other workers. That is to say, they existed, but did not bother others, because they were a part of the picture. So why bother about them until such time as it was necessary to eliminate them? by mentally reading extraneous and unnecessary wave patterns out. But the moment we put our instrument with its five channels under shielded and grounded test conditions, we demanded each channel be functionally, in fact, completely isolated from all others. Practically, it did not work that way. There was a feedback and a feed forward from one oscillograph into another or others from one ink writer into another or others after researching this bug we determined this was because of one common electrical feed line from one set of b batteries to all amplifying panels oscillographs and ink writers at end of those circuits we built a separate metal stand external to bay 1 with four shelves each containing a complete and independent set of b batteries each going direct to each amplifying unit, each an independent feed to each panel, thus to each oscillograph and ink writer channel, each isolated from other, each separately grounded, including grounding the metal stand. With this done, there was no feedback or feeding forward of current overlapping graphs from this source from one set of electrodes to another or others. Electrical induction still was a partial problem. All wires leading from bay 1 to bay 2 were in unshielded, ordinary covered wires. Early in our work, we found cross-wire inkwriter records wherein pattern from, from electrode lead would show in other patterns, with five sets of leads all more or less leaking into other lines as they fed from bay 1 to bay 2 they became uncertain variables which upset all accurate calculations of a constant and each distinct individuality of record. Several several things had to be done. Shield all wires leading from each panel to the common junction lead cable to bay 2. Shield wires leading from bay 1 to bay 2, crossing them. Shield wires of cable leading from bay 2 to ink writer attachment device, thus obviating these do dominating variables of our work. One day during electrical repairs, we had all outside booth electricity cut. Wires were out and off. During that same time, we had some repairs to be done on the electrode pickup equipment in which soldering had to be done. Soldering iron was plugged into one of floor plugs inside shielded and grounded booth. Obviously, we got no juice. While this was going on, tests were being made in equipment shielded and grounded booth. Where juice was not cut off, that open and unshielded wire from plug to soldering iron made a marked and perceptible change in graph wave patterns on oscillographs and inkwriter device. Another booth, with all juice off in pickup booth. This instrument so sensitive to external variables that vibration unnoticeable to our senses became a monumental evil to it. Slightest minute vibration of any kind became a marked variable in wave patterns and oscillographs and ink writers, regardless of which one of eight channels was recording. Vibrations came from shielding partitions inside of each of eight panels front partition, panel covers, or wires inside panels, a floor, or opening and closing doors. In fact, minute vibration from any source changed each, any, or all graph wave patterns from a constant to a variable. To overcome these, we placed heavy rubber pads under each of eight bay bay legs. Under panel covers, fastened down wires, Put wedges between B batteries and partition shieldings. Insisted upon no opening or closing of doors. Positively, would not tolerate moving about of observers during making of any reading. Visitors, when in research laboratory, outside of shielded and grounded booths, when records are being made, must stand away from and not touch, lean against, or jar booth. To touch, lean against, or jar booth is to shake copper screening inside, which means to disturb our grounds, which lead directly to electrode pickup tips and introduces a variable and graph records. We became nuts about vibration bugs that could be, that could possibly give slightest movement, creating vibration. Bit by bit, we gradually refined every variable that entered the picture in our records of distortion during lyceum nineteen thirty seven groups of chiropractors were, pem- were permitted to surround research laboratory booth to observe work done on energy tests. Our first was permitted at first, we permitted them to stand close to booth but not actually touching or leaning against it in tests thus made, various channels were found to be not true wave patterns of conditions read to prevent duplication of distorted wave patterns. Everybody was asked to stand as far away from Booth as possible and still see in Booth and observe work done. When this was done, wave patterns cleared up and came back to what they should be with no people outside looking in. Explanation? Radiation of energy from a multiple of bodies was sufficient to affect reading quantity values. An exact ratio as a group established a multiple external interference. One person would do as much in reduced degree. Now, all work is observed from a distance of not less than one foot from Booth. Occasionally, we noticed an irregular time beat variable which came in on other channels than channel 5, which has the clock time beat on the writer graph. For a long time, we could not account for it. It was not a leakage from one channel to some other channel because the beat did not coincide. Sometimes it was ahead sometimes behind, but it was nevertheless more or less regular and consistent. It was some time before we found it was a watch ticking on wrist of one of operators who stood close by subject when pickup was made. This necessitated elimination of watches from wrists of person in booth, including cases. It also necessitated placing clock outside booth for general time-checking purposes. Up to October 29, 1937, we mentioned five channels in our electroencephalo neuromentempograph. On this date, we inaugurated three additional channels, now making eight. There was injected, in addition, an automatic second time indication every second into that body wave graph pattern. This automatic second time indication broke into regular graph wave pattern by breaking normal continuity of graph wave pattern. If graph wave pat if, if wave pattern was on stroke down and automatic sound timer was on upstroke, obviously the complete and correct graph wave pattern being picked up from patient's body by in and through channel five was distorted, not giving an exact and true picture of bodily conditions picked up by channel five. To obviate this, automatic second timer was taken out of channel five. Put into 6th separate channel by building a separate ink writing pen apart from and completely independent of any other of the 5 channels. This was created the 6th channel. This gave us an improved and most perfect 5th channel. Patient lying on table, being read often became nervous, restless, had a twinge of pain which would give a sudden jerk. Jerk of muscles, which recorded itself through channel at source of origination, and so far as graph wave pattern was concerned, would indicate as though it were part of character of nervous impulse force flow. A possible deception of interpretation could easily inject itself innocently upon our parts, without remembering where it was, and not knowing where to read it out at time of its recording. To prevent this deception, a separate electrical feed line... Push button leading from pickup booth leading directly leading direct to a seventh channel on ink writing attachment was installed. Technician in pickup booth sees twitch or jerk, pushes button one, two, three, four, or five times at time and place according to channel, which is now recorded on separate seventh channel, thus notifying us when interpreting recor- record not to consider it other than what it is. Sixth sixth channel is inserted between what was formerly channels 1 and 2. Seventh channel is inserted between what were formerly channels 4 and 5. By building a separate inkwell, for channels 6 and 7, we are now able to put human body graph wave patterns 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 on paper in black ink, and channels 6 and 7 in red ink which was later changed to green for photographic purposes. Not only did we eliminate Time Recorder out of Channel 5, but we made it a separate channel clearly observable, thus clarifying Channel 5. Not only did we create Channel 7, but it gave us additional ch- additional factor of indicating unusual conditions and on which channel they occurred for purposes of reading them out of the record of ch- of 5 channels about which we wished to gain true and correct information. In reference to nervous energy involved in seeing, the following is taken from Seeing by Lukiesch and Moss, page 11. Quote, adult persons use their eyes about 16 hours per day, eight hours in addition to the average daily work period. Approximately 70% of the muscular activities is due to impulses received through the eyes. According to a careful survey, which we made of 21 common industrial and office activities, the eyes are engaged in serious work, 70% of the time. It should require no data of this sort to show that our eyes are busy doing two-thirds of our day. However, such data are necessary to awaken consciousness to this fact, because seeing is largely as automatic and involuntary as breathing. Even with adequate and proper lighting, and with normal eyesight, natural or corrected by means of lenses, it has been estimated that one-fourth of the consumption of bodily energy is due to seeing. From Seeing and Human Welfare by, Math, by Matthew Lachish, page, pages 2 and 3. Marvelous as the eyes are, they are only tools. Seeing is a complexity consisting of the external world of physical objects and factors the intricate internal world of psychophysiological effects. The eyes are tools and doorways between these two worlds. The The end products of seeing are human efficiency, behavior, and welfare. Much of the energy which we expend between arising and bedtime is used in the process of seeing. Much of the air we breathe and the food we eat is work. Much of the fatigue in this half-seeing world of civilized being is due to seeing. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been the Green Book Commentaries.